Welcome into The Son of a Batch, where my 54-year-old mother and my 21-year-old self analyze weekly episodes of The Bachelorette with spunk, humor, and multi-generational insight. I'm a bachelor newbie and my mom is bachelor obsessed. That makes me the son of a batch. Let's go. I'm not the kind of girl you bring home to mama. If my mama loves me, then why you say I'm yours? not the kind of girl you bring home to mama. If my mama loves me, then why can't yours? Say I'm not the kind of girl. So another week of Matt James. Uh, episode two is in the books. Mom, what'd you think? This one was a little more lukewarm for me. Mm. I yeah. I can't tell you why. I honestly cannot tell you why. I do think it's overshadowed by Victoria. I think she took so much air out of the show. But yeah. he seems a little bit awkward. And I'm even going to say a little bit immature with women. Um. Mm. And it felt, I don't know, it just, it didn't feel comfortable. Interesting. I did not necessarily pick up on that. Not, didn't, didn't feel strongly in the other way, but what made you say that? When he goes in for kisses, they're so high schooly. Um, (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't even know what that means. I was going to say, what's a high school kiss? I don't know. They just seem like? awkward. He seems not comfortable. And we knew that last week, but he seems not comfortable. And the way that he acted with the Victoria, I, with the Victoria, Maryland situation just felt like he wasn't used to a dealing with women drama. And clearly, again, we're seeing somebody who hasn't watched the show because we kind of know this is the way this show rolls. Mm. And you have to be careful not to get caught in the trap. Yeah, I, I don't know why it was lukewarm for me, but it was really lukewarm. How about you? Um, I didn't I didn't necessarily feel that way. Um, definitely thought I saw we saw Matt open up a little bit more. So that was good or not open up, but more, um, be more comfortable. Uh, and that was, I, I feel like I noticed that. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you in the sense of a lukewarm. And I, I don't know if that has to do with, maybe it's just that, you know, we, we feel like we just did this episode for the bachelorette or what, but yeah, there was just like kind of one of those like, yeah, okay. We expect the fight between two people. Um, yada, yada, yada. I don't know, but well, I was going to say with that, why don't I jump into my 30 second recap and we'll do that real quick. um, Yeah, let's do it. Kind of give a little overview of that. Are you ready? I am ready. Oh, wait. You got a timer? No, I don't have a timer. (laughs) I was just going to say, I was like kind of kicking back in my chair and (laughs) just going to listen. Was just going to listen. All right. So now we are good to go and let's go. Now, and with the first one-on-one, Matt James chooses Bree. The two drive slash scooch off into the sunset for a muddy afternoon before getting steamy in the hot tub. On an 18-way one-on-one, yeah, 18, the bachelorettes take way too early wedding photos and subsequently trash their white dresses in a poorly officiated game of paint capture the flag. Lauren gets the group date rose and Victoria is not happy about it. Sarah earns the second date and gets to spend quality time with Matt in the form of a romantic plane ride before opening up about her dad's health at dinner. At the cocktail party, we have a shocking development with Victoria at the heart of the classic quote, I want her gone drama. Finally, we have a bachelorette down as Sarah nearly passes out before we can finish the rose ceremony. 
27.68. Let's go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did you just take a picture? I, t- I took a picture of the time. Yes. <laughs> I'm still trying to work social media. So I, I'm really kicking myself because we had some social media gems last week and I just, I missed the opportunity, but I may, I may resurrect some of the gems from last week. We, we got plenty of time. We got a whole season to, to drop them. So that's true. That's true. And then going into titles, this popped in my head. It's super inappropriate. Definitely shouldn't come out of my mouth. And yet I'm going to share. My title is Matt, Matt beats the wood. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if beats is the right adjective, but I, I get what you're going for there. I don't know why that's verb. I'm just kind of like trying to zen this out and when stuff just pops into my head, I'm just going. So that was <laughs> that was that was what happened. All right. Well he uh yeah, that was definitely an seemed like a very forced scene. I don't know, the whole I what I will say so far with, with him is it just seems like a lot of this has been forced in the sense of maybe he's not taking as much of a front seat role in everything as, so as some of the other and maybe yeah, that's what maybe that's what I'm talking about. The one thing that I will say, though, you keep hearing them all mention that he's a gentleman, and I do think when we get into some of the one-on-one dates, you really see this person who is asking good questions of the women. So I'm going to give him high points on that. But there's just something he's just not comfortable. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely feel like that. I think that it improved a little bit. He got a little bit more comfortable this episode, but for sure, somebody who hasn't done this before is a very weird choice for them. Um, but it seems like they're just doing a good job of like, oh, cool, then we can micromanage the shit out of this and we can just make the dates whatever we want them to be. The nice part is we're kind of back to feeling like they're traveling, even though they're not, they're getting right. to do some cool dates, airplane dates. We saw a hot tub date again. Um, yeah, the dates, yeah, definitely the dates saw a massive uptick from last season. Absolutely. Going from the La Quinta to this was a huge upgrade. Huge upgrade. So yeah. I am enjoying it. Plus it's fall, beautiful color. Everything about the resort that they're at is so far fantastic. Yeah. This episode, we have one group date, two one-on-one dates, 22 women left. I believe five women don't get to go on a date at all. Mm. let's jump into the first one-on-one with Brie. I have a new ranking schedule for this. So I would like you to rank the ATV date one out of five roses. Mm, five being I like good. Um, ATV date. I'm going to give it a four roses. Um, feel like that's like a cool, that's a fun thing. You know, who wouldn't have fun on ATVs? Um, and it also, you know, puts you a little bit out of your comfort zone if that's not what you're used to. And she clearly wasn't, as we saw by how horrible she drove it. Um, but to be fair, he didn't do a lot better. Um, but no, and, and then I thought afterwards the, you know, you get like a little hot tub action. That's uh, it's a great way to cap it off. If, if, if totally you're agree. And I know that my age range is not the age range that watches this show. That <laughs> I am not the age range that they're trying to target. And yet him having to take his shirt off and split wood. Uh, I don't know. That just seemed yeah, so performative. 
And oh, definitely. I, I would have liked to have seen it just be a little more natural and, you know, maybe maybe he puts the wood, starts the fire, but for him to have to take his shirt off and break the wood. And how many times do you think he did that? Because most people aren't, you know, that's not something that you practice doing. I don't believe he hit that, split that wood on the first try. I do. I do really get the sense that he's trying to show off in a lot of ways. Like they showed at the end, um, a little like blooper clip of him and Bree trying to push over the, the, ATV to get it back on four wheels and he's like he's like yeah okay let's see if I can do this huh oh look at that I did it it's like uh, I don't know man <laughs> it's, like, I not, did, it's not necessarily all about you I did appreciate that he felt really bad about tipping it probably not optimal I mean there's there's a very <laughs> high likelihood that he could have hurt her and eh, ATVs tip all the time like that's not they're made to tip over. All right. This is coming from a 21-year-old and a mom and where I'm like, oh, hell no. So I'm glad he was worried about her mom's reaction to it. But yeah, I mean, but I would, I'm just saying I don't think it was actually as big of a deal as he made it seem like. I would rate it. I'd probably rate it a four as well. I mean, kind of a fun yeah. date. Get dirty. You know. Yeah, I did like that. I mean, obviously, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure that wasn't ideal for her. But yeah, you know, getting your... I think that adds an element of um, comfort in the sense of it's like, you know, you don't have to look perfect. Clearly, after we go mudding with helmets on, we're both going to look kind of crappy. And that's right. that's OK. Right. Um, can I ask a question with the hot tub thing, though? I'm confused. They were not wearing anything in that tub? No, they were. She no. had. I thought she had. I might be getting the bikinis messed up. They, I think they had. I think they had swimming suits on. Really? Because I am, I'm pretty confident based on the shirt that she was wearing that she was not wearing a bra. Huh. I'm just saying. I, I didn't dive deep into that, so I don't know. I as, mean, as you can I'm imagine, still, I I'm still that counting his abs, so I don't have time to look for a bikini. That's not happening. I'm, yeah, I, now I'm Matt James Bree Hot Tub. Now I'm curious, <laughs> yeah, you know, hey. like... It's an ABC show. I I was listening to a podcast the other day where they were talking about they couldn't believe that ABC let a vibrator be the star of a show. <laughs> so who knows? They maybe, definitely maybe we're they going, definitely got explorative with it. I don't know. <laughs> and then, but I'm okay. I'm looking at a picture right now. There's no straps. I can't see any straps in what she's wearing. Gotcha. So she probably has, you know, like a. I don't know. I don't know. One piece. Or they're in their underpants. I don't know. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think she even had a bra. Like, that's what I would have thought, too. Like, okay, you just strip down to your underwear and you get in that way. But, right. like, I'm saying I don't even think she had whatever. I don't know. I'm well, just saying it was. Clearly, you and I watch this with different lenses. Good for us. Yeah. yeah. There's, <laughs> a, there's a little segue in the middle of this. So before we cut to their dinner date, let's talk about Victoria and all the drama in the house. And my first question for you is, what do you think Victoria's real issue is? Um, lack of intelligence, genuinely. Like, I, so that's what I noticed was like, I don't even know how much I'm mad at her. Honestly, like for me, the, the airtime being put on her is kind of just a, 
a bore. It's kind of exhausting because I'm like, I don't, we all know this is, I, it's not even like fun because there's no depth to her. So it's just like, yeah, I don't know, annoying to watch in a way. But um, I genuinely think she's just, she's like, the first thing that set her off was that other girls were like, oh, I'm so happy for Brie getting that opportunity, which clearly you're not. But like, you say that out of, out of courtesy. And she is genuinely just too dumb to understand that that's common courtesy. Right. Like, doesn't understand the the idea of it i was like huh well that's that's something new so i don't know i felt like all of these were um all these instances with her were just like someone who never had to figure this shit out for whatever reason i don't know what her background is exactly but for for whatever reason she never had to figure out like normal people shit <laughs> so she's she's just dumb i have a little bit of a different take in the sense that the thing I like about Victoria, she's normal. She's not the thinnest woman on the planet. She, um, her style is a little not that put together. Um, she seems like a normal woman. And I believe that her, some of her issue is that I can't imagine being in a room with a bunch of beauty queens and I'm not saying that they're all pageant queens, but this, you know, you always get these casts that are just these stunning women and Mm. they are fashion forward and have been in the world more than it appears that Victoria has been. And I really feel like there's some insecurities there and that she's kind of reaching out or lashing out at everybody. It's, it, it makes me kind of sad to watch because I wish the show had more normal women on it and not, you know, all of these fancy, fancy women. And so I think it's some that I do think that maybe there is she just isn't very experienced. I did go back and read her bio because I was so curious. And mm. she said that meditation and spirituality are a big part of her life. Um, I say no to that. I think that was a bunch of BS because. Clearly, <laughs> she needs to go meditate for quite some time uh, be- before she talks to these women again. Yeah, I mean, I guess I can appreciate what you're saying in the sense that um, she's, you know, kind of a more average looking person, if that's if that's what you're going for. But I don't know if I would ever categorize her as normal <laughs> in the sense of like how she acts, you know, that's immediately stands out in a crowd as being somebody where like, huh. But I do think you're right in um, in the sense of her actions are a lot of just insecurity. Yeah, of, of like, well, if I'm not getting time with Matt right now, then uh, what am I, you know, what am I doing here or whatever? Um, I also think she, everything that goes through her head comes out of her mouth. And most of us at some point have learned that that's probably, you know, there's a lot of things that pop in our heads that we probably should keep inside. There's nothing. There's no filter. And her her bio actually says that, that she's very unfiltered and she's very proud of that. I will say that is dead on. Well, and and to that end, it seemed like Matt actually looks, you know, admires that in her, which is shocking to me. Uh, I Oh, I do not see that. I don't understand why. What? Oh, I'm not understanding. What do you mean? You just said that, too. You just said that you like that she doesn't have a filter, right? Like. That's what he said. He was like, look, I like that you're you and you're not trying yeah. to be somebody you're not. Yeah. I but, didn't see, see the any thing. chemistry there though. Yeah. Yeah. And that might be, that might be accurate, but I, that's the, I don't know. I don't really, I'm not a big fan of, of that, that type of person in the sense that 
I I have l- less of a filter than I should. Uh, my friends have less of filters than they should. You know this. True that. But at the same time, someone who operates with absolutely zero filter says, I'm going to say what I want, when I want. It's like, at that point, it's less so to me something I admire in the way that you handle yourself. And, it, and then it becomes more so that you're not, you have no awareness of the way that you treat other people, right? Yeah. So for her, since night one, coming in and tapping somebody and saying, princess, get out of here. The queen is here or whatever. I can't, at first I thought it was just a bit, you know, and I was like, oh, this is, you know, I don't know, you're getting Instagram influencers or Instagram followers or whatever, but it really seems like it's not a bit. That's the thing is like that she really believes this stuff. She really subscribes to the idea that she is somehow more important than other people. And like, you know, it's great that you're unfiltered, that you, that you don't know that and don't really see that, but I don't know. I'm just saying like, I don't, the fact that you're so unaware of how you affect other people that when you're doing that of being so, Oh, I'm no filter. I'm so free. It's like, yeah, well, there's kind of a reason for filters though. Right. Yes. Being having an awareness that you need to have a better filter, but being unfiltered is like, okay, that's fair. That's a lot of people, but I don't know. The fact that she's just so unaware and so doesn't give a shit really rubs me the wrong way. And I I know that's kind of a surface level understanding of it because that's, you know, you're, you're trying to be the nice person and, and look into what, what is really happening behind the scenes with this woman. But what I see is I don't really care. The way that you're treating people is not – it's a really big turnoff for me. If I was Matt James and I saw her come up and do what she did on the first night and tell somebody to get out of there because the queen was there, I'd be like, no. Yeah, this is not happening. You're going home. Right. I, honestly, right. sure you don't have that element of creative control in this uh, in this environment as The Bachelor, but that's that's how I would have felt. Totally. Let's jump into the dinner date between Brie and Matt. And I have a rating for dinner dates too. We have new ratings. Um, one to five candles. What, <laughs> how would you rate? They had a pretty good conversation. How would you rate this? The dinner portion of the date. How, how, what is the criteria that you're rating a dinner date on? Like they're all going to be the same, right? So you're saying like more so in, how did Brie do on the dinner date? Yeah. How, how do you think, I think chemistry, rate the chemistry mm, okay. between the two of them on the dinner date. I'll give you a three. Um, didn't feel like it was over the top. Nothing, nothing crazy. Um, you know, classic, try to open up, talk about your family and uh, struggles of that. Um, sounds like they, they hit a, struck a chord with each other of mutual, not having their, uh, dads as involved in their lives as they wished. So that, I guess that's a positive, but nothing that stands out, nothing. And I'm, I feel like that's probably true for him too. I think that's kind of like a middling, like, yeah, it went well, but nothing crazy. What did you think? I, I thought there was definitely some connection on the topic. So they, they dug deep and were able to share their, their upbringings and that they were very similar. And I do think I think the part I liked is that they talked about gravitating to friends that had families, big families. I I do think there's an understanding there that not everybody would understand. And so I would probably, I would probably rate them a three and a half though, because I didn't see the chemistry. Three and a half candles. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Um, Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Group date. 
Group date, 18 women on the group date. Oh mm. my goodness. Let's uh let's so let's talk about your impression of that date. We're gonna give we're gonna rate that one on roses. How many you know, roses would you give that date? Two, one and a half, two. Like yeah. I really the wedding photo shit always I'm just like, eh, I don't know. But I that's also definitely more of a draw, I feel like in general. As a, as a general rule for women, right? Like taking wedding photos is such a cool thing. But to me, that just seems th- that's the epitome of being forced of, of like, okay, you're taking wedding photos, even though we both know you just met two days ago. That's just weird. I don't know. And also doing it with all of them. Um, I also just, this, I think this part of the show is my least favorite part, right? So between the first time when everybody comes in is awesome. And when you start to get down to the, the contenders, that's fun. But this is my least favorite part in the show because it's just this, who can, who can show off the most, who can, um, snatch time, steal time. And who, who's going to make the big move of kissing him in this moment and stuff like that. Um, I agree. So I don't know. I didn't really like that part of it too much, but the, uh, paint fight I thought was entertaining at the, at the least. Um, (laughs) It's just interesting to watch like these girls wrestle and stuff. That was that was something. Um, but yeah, I wasn't blown away by this date at all. This is where the, I thought he looked super uncomfortable. Yeah. I, first, I feel bad that you had to watch back to back seasons where they did photography of wedding photos. But at least Tasha and Zach, it was just the two of them. They got right. to play with it. Uh, they right. changed clothes. They 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 got to like really play with doing the wedding photos. These were like it was also really late on. Yeah, yeah. These were put a dress on, click click. Put a dress on, you know. Next, click yeah. click. He did not look comfortable in this situation at all. Now I think yeah. he loved the second part of the date. I think he was totally in the <laughs> second part of the date. I was just confused. I didn't understand what was happening. I didn't know who was running where. And until the very end, we didn't even know there were hearts, like that they were trying to get across a finish line. Maybe I haven't played Capture the Flag enough. Actually, I've never played Capture the Flag. Full disclosure. Seriously? Not even in like elementary school phys ed? That no, we did like Red Rover, Red Rover, where you broke everybody's arms. Um, no, that was not no. And dodgeball, I've already had my rant about dodgeball. No, thank mm, you. yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Capture the um, flag. What the hell? And I, I was just so confused. I had no idea what was happening. Yeah, I mean, it it seemed like it didn't really. I don't understand the paint part of it because it seems like. Right. If you got tagged by paint, you were supposed to go back to some, you have to run back to the start or whatever that line is. They never really explained that. But I don't, it was, since it wasn't being officiated, I don't know how many people actually did that. You know, right. it seemed just, it was a big cluster. It didn't cluster seem like part. they knew what they were doing. And I also think that once they got into it, it was just mayhem. And yeah, you, you really got this, this view of nobody knew what the hell was going on. It was just anarchy. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then I think we've seen like with Claire and Tasha, where the person includes somebody that wasn't on the winning team. Mari got invited and I don't even know why she got invited. She wasn't on the winning team. 
And nobody said anything. Nobody cared. It was like these women were so emotionally exhausted after this event that <laughs> that didn't even register or something. I don't know. Yeah. I uh, <laughs> Yeah. hundred percent. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know why there was a lot of like drama that came out of it too. Of like, I tried so hard and it's just so, and I was like, okay, guys, come on. I don't know. I'm looking at the cocktail party and I had notes on two people. It's not like he had a lot of interaction or they Mm -hmm. didn't show us a lot of the interactions. I don't know. There was just, I don't feel like we got a good picture of anybody. I did like his conversation with Lauren attorney rooting for the attorneys uh great conversation so we had two conversations and that was it i just i didn't walk away knowing anything and i can't imagine this was that helpful to him yeah i would agree with that i i forgot this cocktail party like this post date cocktail party even happened you know what i mean in the sense of it seemed like the producers brushed over it as well um and yeah i think that was probably my biggest problem with this episode was just that you get the a lot of airtime taken up by Victoria, which Victoria to me is super predictable of like going to stir up drama, going to draw a couple people in who are dumb enough to to bite, and then she's going to get sent home later, and we're going to be like, cool. Um, like not going to last super long, but enough to just make a ripple in the pond. So yeah, that, that it was a little bit frustrating that we didn't get to see anybody else. Like we didn't get to see any of uh, Abigail. Um, it was nice getting to see Lauren. I agree with you. I think that was probably my favorite part as well of like, oh, okay, so this is – an actual person. All right. Um, but yeah, not a lot past that. How did you feel about the discussion about faith at that? Normally when he dates people, he doesn't share his faith and now he's sharing it. Um, because he's had bad experiences with it. Interesting, right? I I don't even know what to say about it. Just interesting. Yeah. I think it's, uh, you know, good for them that they got a chance to connect over that. Um, I think that's definitely going to be a big draw for him having that comfort with her of not having to have that conversation. And that, that does make sense to me in the sense of like, I know a lot, I, a lot of people my age are very like anti-religious, you know? So I could definitely see that being a, yeah a big thing or someone just being like, eh, I don't, I don't know about all that. Oh, so you don't expect me to like do that stuff with you. Do you? you know? I don't know. So um, good, good that they had that connection, I guess. But yeah. Yeah. I, I just don't know if that's a deal breaker. You know, I, I look back, I'm I'm married to somebody that doesn't have, believes in some higher power, but not something particular. And then I, I was old school Catholic and, you know, I, I I think that was good to have to work through that. So I, I guess sometimes I have trouble with, you know, the faith being such a central piece of this, because I think there's so many different ways to believe in the world. And we saw that with Tasha season where Ivan and Tasha, you know, he didn't, he had more of that universal, you know, there's some higher power out there and hers was very specific. And so it's interesting that we keep seeing this pop up. Yeah, I mean, I but it, that's something that I did respect in the way that he talked about it was it didn't seem like for him that that was the meat and potatoes of everything, right? That was kind of a side thing in the sense of, yes, it's something that's very important to me, but it's not the end all be all. I think more so it's just an, a leg up for Lauren being able to be like, huh, okay, take a deep breath. I don't have to worry about that conversation. I don't have to worry about 
right. you know, how you're going to react to that, how I'm going to react to how you react to that, you know? So, right. But yeah, I don't think that he was, I guess we'll see. Right. But it wasn't like Madison from pilot Pete season being like, this is everything, right. you know? So, right. right. Yeah. It does seem a little more open-ended and not so right. definitive. So agreed. And, and I, and I actually think that's a great way to approach it. Yeah. The definitely. next one-on-one -on -one is Sarah in a biplane. Mm. Let's rate yeah. that date. And mine's going to have total bias involved in it. So I'm just going to Okay. I mean, I'll give that a five. Like, that's a that's a pretty cool experience. How many people oh, have God. flown in a tiny plane like that? I've done it with, with Pop, but um, that's it. Like, you know that cool. story. Like, I have no idea how I let my three children be in a little tiny plane with their great grandfather. I had. To oh, I didn't know that. That was a stressful experience for oh, you. I had to go sit in a corner and pretend like it wasn't happening. Yeah, I was. <laughs> but I also knew that missing out on that experience would have been a big deal, too. But yeah. uh, you couldn't put me in that plane. No freaking way. No way. Oh, no. One. Really? One. Really? So I didn't know that. Like, I mean, you don't have a fear of flying when we go on commercial flights. Right? Yeah, I don't have my hair whipping around in the air when we go on a commercial flight. I can't huh. see. I can't look. Oh, yeah. No. So I guess that answers the question on are you a top down kind of person? That's a hard no. What does a top down mean? Like, like riding in a convertible, you are you top down or are you hard? No, top, I don't like my know? hair. I, I don't like my hair getting <laughs> either. I, I will tell you that. Yeah, I no, unless I have a good pony on. No, <laughs> and as I get older, well, there there's less to pony here. So, yeah, that that I would not have liked. She seemed to handle it, which was good, but she seemed pretty scared. He seemed a little scared, if I'm being honest. Wait, so I I guess I wasn't paying super close attention in the sense of, was someone else flying the plane and they were just riding in it? I, that's yes. got to be it, right? Okay, yeah. yeah. I was about to say, he's not flying that shit. If that was happening, yeah, that'd be a little little sketch. But now, the campfire. No, what are you worried about? Yeah. Uh, somebody sucking at the controls. I don't know. No. I don't have trust. I have trust issues. The, the campfire after the plane ride, that's a five. That was... That was great. I, I love mm. that kind of stuff. I mean, I, I, the backwoods and sitting by a campfire in the fall. <laughs> the backwoods, they're probably half a mile away from the mansion. I know, I know. But I don't, uh, I, I think it's interesting the things that you find and that a lot of women who watch the show find to be like super, you know, that, that hit you of like, that was super romantic. That was a great environment for yeah. conversation. It just seems like to me, like, okay, and now we go here and we sit here. And now we go here and we sit here. Like, it's not, I don't know. It seems just, yeah, forced, a little unnecessary. I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I then I, I, have a, I thought they brought up an interesting point that I've never really thought about. They were both talking about how hard it, difficult was for them not to have contact with their families. And Sarah, we know the backstory on Sarah that her she's a caregiver for her dad who has ALS. And I'm sure that's really scary because, um, you know, it sounds like he's doing well, but you know, that's a, the long-term di diagnosis on ALS is not great. And yeah. Matt James mentioned like, 
I want to have somebody to be my emergency contact. Somebody, but I think he was implying somebody besides my, my mom. I thought that was a really interesting discussion. Like it's, it's a different way of saying that I really want somebody in my life to be the person that I, that I rely on to call when something happens. Mm. And I, I, I don't know, there was something charming about that that hit me about, I'd love you to be my emergency contact. I'm not going to tell you that that's how you should propose to somebody, but there's something about that, that, you know, in my, my biggest moment of need, you're the person I want somebody to call. Did that hit yeah. you? Or I don't know. There was uh, something, something tender about that really hit me. I wouldn't say it like that for me, but um, I did think that that was a thoughtful and it seems one thing that you got to give him credit for it doesn't seem like any of this is bullshit. Like he's not acting. No. You know what I'm saying? Like no, there's an element. I even felt like that with Pete a bit, that there was a pretty big element of like a facade. Um, and you just, you don't get that feel with, with Matt James. Like he seems like he's very authentic, but I, my point is you can tell that when he said that, that was something that he really believes. Like that's something that he's really put some thought into of like, damn, I, when I go to the hospital, I don't have somebody to write as my emergency contact. Um, right. You know, who I can, I know will be there in a second and isn't blood related. That's pretty, that's an interesting way to think about that. I agree. Um, and I, I also thought that's kind of a, obviously unintentional, but a slick play, you know, like in the sense of if you hear that and you're the, the woman receiving that what he said, that's a pretty, I don't know. I'd be enamored with that. Right. Yeah. No, I, I was totally enamored. There was something sweet about it. And then we moved to her talking about her dad's ALS and how she quit her job to be a caregiver, which, wow. I think he handled that conversation so beautifully about how honored he was that she was there and how can I be strong for you through this process? I thought that was, Mm. Cool. And then I even like that he said, I'm going to pray for your pop. I don't know. There's just something he has some, some sweet quirks about him. Definitely. Did you at all find it weird that he always refers to dad as pops? Like every time that he was talking about a dad, he said pop or pops. I thought that was just interesting. I yeah, don't, I don't know it's not that. a terminology that I am. Well, I guess your grandfather was referred to as pop, but I, I don't know. It sounds different. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's something endearing about that, something um, intimate about that for some reason. It, it hits you differently. Really? Yeah. I, when, he, when he said, he was talking to Bree and he said, what was your relationship like with your pops? I thought I caught from her a little smirk of like, like, did you just say pops? And then he, she like shook it off and like started to talk. I don't know. Maybe that was um, not accurate, but I I don't know. She, I, like, um, I, I kind of like the little nicknames, right? Um, but yeah, I, that's funny that it hit you different than it hit me. It, not necessarily. I don't really have a feeling about it one way or the other. I just thought it was like something that I noticed as being odd. Not something I, I've heard before. Not No negative or positive associated with it. Right. Um, yeah. So moving on to the cocktail party. We, so again, we go into the cocktail party, not really having a good feel for anybody, but Victoria, maybe a little bit about Sarah, 
Brie, I still feel like I don't really know her. Sarah, I feel like I Definitely. know her better. Sarah, Sarah just has a, you know, a really tough story that she shares. Marilyn, mm-hmm. don't know much about Marilyn. Maybe we saw her early on. If we did, it didn't hit me. I wasn't blown away by right, it. Right, right. And then all this drama comes at her. And just to back it up a little bit, he, she was upset. She didn't go on a date. He remembers that her favorite flower is an orchid and he gives her an orchid, which was incredibly charming that he remembered yeah. that. And I know big, pa- big pause on that. Nobody is this good at remembering people. Like actually no one is this good. I'm shocked. So I think he's a, he was an ex football player, right? Yeah. I think at night he goes back and he studies the tape. I think he learned that in football. <laughs> he goes back. Seriously. Honestly, that might be a thing that they can do for you. Like you talk to your producer, you're like, hey, I want you to run through. I want to run through all the tape of all the women who came in. Because like, you met a record number of women. For, you know, you met her for uh, Marilyn for a couple minutes. And you're like, yep, favorite flowers in orchid. I remember. And I got one. Like, there's no way. There's no way. Certainly the fact there's that- some producers, but I would say, shout out to Harley, who's barking right now. I There's nothing I can do about that, so we're just going to shout out to her. The If he wanted to make sure that certain women who didn't get a date, because he knew that they might feel a little off kilter, he, he probably didn't remember the orchid, but he could go to his producer and say, yeah, tell me about this. So now that I hear myself speak out loud, yeah, he's definitely looking at the tape. Good. good yeah. Call. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, but still, uh, even if that's true, which I think it probably is, but even if that's true, it still takes um, um a good person and, and good ideals to actually go and do that thing. So uh, props to him on that. Right. And so I'm going to, I am ashamed of myself for saying this. Marilyn comes out with the orchid is talking about it more than I would have probably wanted to talk about it because you know, you're going to incite some situations. And then there's Victoria and I'm ashamed of myself because her outfit reminds me of something that Again, this is where I come to, like, here's a woman who came in here without a lot of fashion sense, as I would be. I would probably think pajamas were appropriate for the evening. Who knows? But the style, I I don't even know. I've seen the style before, but it's super old, not not super hip. Um, And I, I just got this impression of this woman who's just feeling insecure and was like, okay, this is the person I'm going to lash out at. You know, she got an orchid. That's not okay with me. I'm going to go, you know, go tell him that she's mean to me. I think probably all of them are mean to her at some point. But I guess the fact that they're, oh, sure. it's maybe there was, you know, it's I, rec- I vaguely remember a little beef at the beginning about Victoria yeah. sleeping on the she couch. She slept on the couch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and but it didn't really, for whatever reason, that didn't really. I didn't even write it in my notes. I was uninterested. It didn't seem that interesting. Right. And, and I think you could sum up the Victoria drama that way. Like, it's just not that interesting. Actually, a question for that. Do you think Victoria's pr- producer is excited that they get that they got her or upset that they're like, you know, is it like, okay, cool. I'm going to have a person who gets a shit ton of airtime and it's going to be ridiculous. I can, I can amp this up. Or are you like, God damn it. I'm with the one that doesn't shut up. 
I think in this case, I think most of the time you're excited that you get this person, but she never is quiet. She just keeps no. talking and talking no. and talking. Can you imagine? She's also got one of the most annoying voices I've ever heard. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's actually an annoying voice where you're just like, oh my God, stop. And, and I just keep going like, I don't know what he keeps seeing. And then I have to say kudos to Marilyn because when he pulled her aside, what we saw what are you going to say? Like, right. She, I was thinking the same thing. How do you handle that? How are you supposed to, there's nothing you can say. There was not, she was so caught off guard. Didn't see it coming. What are you going to say? I, this is a, she said, she said situation. I could throw her under the bus. She didn't appear to do that. She even made an attempt to go and speak to Victoria. I don't even know what she apologized for, but and Victoria was just having none of it. And that's where we really see a lack of maturity in Victoria. That that's the moment that did it for you. <laughs> like, like yeah. God, everything woman does is just like, yeah, because when you, when somebody, I, I mean, the whole thing about like, I don't want to sit anywhere near you on a couch. That's something you do when you're 12. That is not something. Yeah. Or when you're with somebody who physically hurt you. <laughs> right. Yeah, I don't know. Right. Oh, that was just so gross. It's let's jump. So really nothing happened after that, except yeah. for they go to the rose ceremony and Sarah feels faint. Let's yeah. talk a let's talk a minute about that because I think what Sarah said is I'm really questioning him as a person if he is playing into this drama with Victoria or if he chooses Oh, I must have missed that. I must have missed that. Was that before the rose ceremony she said that? No, it was I think it was a cutout before got she it. got faint. And I, I really think, you know, here is a woman who left her a very precarious situation with her dad's health to pursue this. So this isn't a joke to her. And I don't think it's a joke to any of them, but for her, especially there's, there's a huge amount of loss not being there with her father and she's like, you're going to entertain this. This makes me think, this makes me question you. I, I don't blame her. <laughs> I agree with you. I'll, I'll give you a different spin on that is I'm not going to judge her situation. I don't know what really went on. You know, I don't yeah. know what I would be like in that situation. I'm not going to try to do that. But what I will say is like, you know, you made the decision to, leave your dad's side and come onto this show, which like I said, I don't know the reasoning for that, but obviously that's a lot of um, sacrifice because she said, I think he has a life expectancy of three to five years post-diagnosis, right? So you're cutting out, you know, whatever this is, two months or whatever, assuming you go that far uh, out of that time with him to pursue this. It's not like you had one guy lined up, like, you know how this goes. If you've watched the show, you know how this goes. This shit happens literally every single season. True. True. Every single one. True. So I'm kind of like, you know what you signed up for here. I do yeah. get what you're saying, but I don't really feel bad. Like, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. And it appears in the previews that Victoria is around for one more round. Oh, definitely. 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 I think he probably keeps both of them, if I'm being honest. Typically, they always keep both of them. I mean, that, yeah. that is just like the move. And I hope he does. I would be absolutely I bummed if he doesn't keep Marilyn. 
I wouldn't be bummed. I, I don't like her. But what I will say is she did handle it well. I agree with you. I was thinking about how could you best handle that? And I think the way to do it is, or at least the way I would think to do it is you don't want the bachelor bachelorette to be dealing with this shit. So if I'm in that situation, I'm like, look, thank you for bringing it to my attention that that's an issue with her. I wasn't fully aware of the situation. I will go talk to her. Don't worry about this anymore. We'll figure things out. Right. Like, I think that's the best response is trying to be like, look, this isn't your problem. Sorry it came to you. I'm going to do my best to squash it. Let me know if there's anything else I can do to make you feel more comfortable about that. That's really all you can do. And for all intents and purposes, that's what she did. That's what she said was like, look, I could, yeah, I could sit here and bash her, but the reality is it happened. And whatever you want me to say to make you feel better, I'll say that. And then she made an active. I also liked how she handled it with Victoria being like, look, it doesn't matter what happened. And Victoria was of course, incredibly immature being like, it doesn't matter. Um, or, oh, so you're saying that you don't think what I said happened, happened. She's like, I'm not saying that. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Let's talk about how you feel. What matters is that you feel this way. So let's try to get around. You know, it seemed like a very mature it was. way to handle it. Yeah, it was. it was. Before we end, because there's no reason talking about a half-baked rose ceremony. There's no reason to talk about any of that. I would like to back us up for one second to the my bring home to mama set, you know, after Carolyn left is mm. now Abigail. Mm. Absolutely adorable that she told him she was going to give him a signal and he told her he would give her a signal. I don't recall ever seeing that. I think sometimes that stuff happens off camera. I loved that she did that. I thought that was amazing and smart too. Like, I missed that. What was it? Explain. She was saying, I'm going to pull on my earring and that'll, so that you know, I'm thinking of you. And he said, okay, then I'm going to touch my ear so that you know, I'm thinking of you. What code? In Savage. The Savage. Totally sweet on the surface, brilliant on the underside. <laughs> she's, she's a heavy hitter. She's a heavy hitter. Comes in timid. Kind of catches you off guard, but she's a heavy hitter. I like that. And and for like, you always see this, like the women are like, I don't know if he still likes me. And she's going to be like, hit the earring. He's going to hit the ear and she's going to be like, I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Like, What's up? I'm safe yeah. tonight. Loved it. Absolutely. See, loved but it. How terrifying is that going to be the night that she grabs her ear and then he doesn't? And she's right. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's like she's yanking in her ear pulling it off and he's like looking away. Yeah. That's going to be tough. I'm hoping but no, yeah. I, did, I didn't catch that. That's savage from her. That's a really sick move. And it, it was, she's just sweet. There's oh, I really like her a lot and I would love to sit here and have favorites and talk about all these different things. We just didn't get enough. There's nothing. I don't know how he's going to pick who he eliminates because we did not get <clears throat> enough information this week. Preview wise. Yes, Agreed. We're, we're stuck with Victoria next week. I am praying next week is the last week. I, I, yeah. I keep thinking, can you imagine watching this back and being like, if you're her, no, him it, watching this back and him being like, holy crap. I can't believe I fell for all her shenanigans. Yeah. I hope that's his response. Cause yeah, it's just like, yeah, it's just scary. It's kind of sad to watch, but, um, first of all, do you know who was already made safe before the fainting thing happened? I know at least like, I think I know two. How, how, who are they? Can you read that off? 
I can. Um, let's see. It was Piper, Kit, Maggie, Rachel, Abigail, Chelsea, Jacenia, Katie, and Serena C. And okay. then you've got Lauren with a rose, Sarah with a rose. Okay. This is so overwhelming because I was just going to say maybe we try to pick like who we think are going to get the last few roses, which by the way, do you know how many are left? I don't know. I don't know how many he's going to get rid of. There's, I don't either. There's 22 women. I'm guessing he gets rid of four. So if you had to pick four, I don't even think I'm intelligent enough to be able to do that. See, that's what I'm saying. I, I genuinely think that that's been part of the struggle so far. And I think that's why you and I are a little bit frustrated is maybe because last season, especially it seemed like we got a really good feel for that initial cast, like really quickly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And this season it's maybe it's just that they spread themselves too thin by bringing on so many women, or maybe it's that Victoria's eating up airtime, who knows, but you just, I'm at still at the point of like, I don't know who half these people are. And I don't, and that's, that's frustrating. That. Yeah, there's nobody I dislike. I wouldn't I wouldn't even be able to pick four out of the group that I don't like. I I can say right now I don't like Mari or Mari or Marilyn. I don't like either of them. Really? Interesting. Yeah. I think I think Mari is beautiful, but yeah, she's she's a little uppity. So Yeah. They well they both give me that vibe. And that's why like I will say for if you're dealing with somebody like a like a Victoria, right? For you to get drawn into that says something about you. It really does. Like you're dealing with a child. She's she's a child. So if you're getting into shit with her, that means that you you've got some growing up to do yourself. So like as well as she handled that situation or uh, attempted to or appeared to, I'm yeah I'm like yeah get out of here. I agree. Well, next week we have a long term watcher of the franchise as a guest, and mm. it should be. It should be interesting. I am hoping that next week is the last week with Victoria, but we will see. Yeah. Yeah. Only time will tell. Um, well, a great week. As always, follow us on Instagram at the son of a batch on Instagram. Um, said Instagram twice there. It's, it's a late night. Um, but glad we got this one recorded and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. I'm not the kind of girl that you're taking pictures with that you're seeing in the day. That you're eating breakfast with, that you're talking about to your friends, not the kind of girl you bring home to mama.